Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, ladies, to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I hope you are doing well and that your week is off to an amazing start. I can't believe we are in mid-September and the weather is changing, which is so heartbreaking and so sad. I do love the like colder evenings where you could like throw on a hoodie or something like that, but honestly, I'm just not ready to let go of the summer weather. I really need to move somewhere where it's just hot year-round because man, winter is just such a bummer. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. There's actually somebody in my community who follows me over on Instagram and like loves the winter. She actually hates the summer months and she will often comment and be like, just like, yay, winter. And I'm just like, you, I think you're on this, you're on your own on this one. But I rarely hear somebody that says they love winter. So I've been pulling out more of my hoodies and yeah, I'm just just not excited about it. The thing I am excited most about is pumpkin season. And I am excited about Halloween because it's like my favorite day of the year. I love to freaking dress up. It's so much fun, but I just wish we could do it in the summer months, or I just wish it was summer year round and we can enjoy Halloween. But yeah, that is the thing that I love the most and pumpkin spice, basically everything and pumpkin spice smoothies and lattes and all of the good things. Organifi has an amazing pumpkin spice drink. So their gold, the Organifi gold, they have it in pumpkin spice and it's so good. It's really, really delicious. And I actually just use half a scoop of it, mix it with a little bit of warm water as well as some like heated up coconut milk and throw some cinnamon on top. It's so good. It just makes such a delicious latte. And the good thing is we are actually talking about sugar today and becoming sugar free and what that actually looks like and strategies to really implement to becoming sugar free. And the great thing is with Organifi and their chocolate gold or the turmeric or the pumpkin spice, they literally have either no sugar or some of them might have literally one gram of sugar and they use monk fruit, which is so great. So it's not going to impact your insulin levels and really impact your blood sugar, which is so, so important. So just an FYI there on Organifi, if you haven't tried the pumpkin spice, definitely head to their website and use the coupon code healthy hormones to save 15% off of your purchase. And that is organifyshop.com. And they've got some amazing products over there. You guys know I love them. And it's all things pumpkin spice from here on out for me, basically until like maybe the end of the year, maybe something like that. I also have an amazing pumpkin smoothie recipe in my book, The 30 Day Hormone Solution. And you'll probably see me sharing that in the upcoming weeks, but it really is delicious and it's so satiating and full of fiber and really great for your hormones. Got your good protein in there, your fat, your fiber, which is exactly what you want for supporting and balancing your hormones and your blood sugar. So speaking of sugar, I'm so excited to have my dear friend, my brilliant friend with me today, Julie Danilek. We are talking about becoming sugar-free and what sugar really does 
to our health, to our hormones, to our insulin, to our mental health, how it ages us. We talk about how to balance out your meals and the important components to really pay attention there. We talk about Julie's story and why she came off sugar and the issues and the symptoms that she was experiencing. It's a really juicy information, lots of great science in here. We talk about intermittent fasting and, you know, really supporting thyroid and adrenal health. It's a really fully loaded episode that I know you guys are going to enjoy. And you definitely want to check out her newest book, Becoming Sugar-Free, How to Break Up with Inflammatory Sugars and Embrace a Naturally Sweet Life. I literally have her book in front of me right now. And there are some delicious recipes in here. She's got lots of savory recipes and lots of sweet recipes as well. So you have the balance of both, which is really nice. So if you're looking for a nice sweet sugar-free treat, you've got that option. And then if you're looking for recipe options to have during the day to really balance out your glucose and, and insulin and, you know, just really balance your blood sugar. Uh, there's some great savory recipes. So it's really a fantastic book. And if you're looking also at just options for sugar alternatives and really wanting to dive into the science as well as how sugar is impacting your hormones and your mental health and your adrenals and all of the things, uh, she breaks it all down in a really simple to understand way. So I really love the book and I know you guys are going to love it. And so that's what we're diving into today. If you're not familiar with my guest, Julie Danilek, she is a nutritionist and a TV personality. She's also the best-selling author of the award-winning book, Meals That Heal Inflammation and Slimming Meals That Heal. Her third book, The Hot Detox, was on the Canadian bestsellers list for 11 weeks in 2017, and it's already in its second printing, which is so amazing. And now her fourth book, Becoming Sugar-Free, it was launched this month by Penguin Random House, and it really is an amazing book. She's also the host of Healthy Gourmet, a reality cooking show that looks at the ongoing battle between taste and nutrition, and it has aired in 78 countries and in 11 different languages over the past 10 years. And maybe you're familiar with her because she has appeared on hundreds of television television and radio shows, including The Dr. Oz Show. She is the resident expert over at The Marilyn Dennis Show. So maybe that's where you've seen her. And for more information, you can always head on over to juliedaniluk.com to connect with her there. And also at Julie Daniluk if you follow her over on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're not, you definitely want to be checking her out there on her social channels because she posts lots of great information. So let's dive into our episode today. Enjoy. Hello, my dear friend, Julie. Welcome to Hello, the Happy Hormones. Yes, for Women's Podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I am thrilled to be here. You are one of my very first hits of media. And I have to say that to be interviewed by a friend means so much because you can go deeper and have a lot of fun with it. So totally. I'm like, yay. Oh, well, I'm so excited for you. And you are one of my most brilliant friends that I know. And I'm so excited to pick your brain today on all things sugar. It's going to be a juicy conversation. And so before we officially dive in, can you share with our audience a little bit more about you and what you do? Well, I actually became a nutritionist, I think in part because I had such a bad relationship with sugar that when I finally was able to break free of it, I just was wanting to share how joyful 
and how absolutely connected and and how much smarter you can feel (laughs) once we get off the white stuff. So I guess that's where my journey began was I had terrible, terrible sugar cravings and a dysfunctional relationship with food. You know, I really did have, I think, disordered eating and had to find new ways to cope. Because I think the only reason why we eat that way is because we're trying to cope with the stress in our life and with traumas that happen. And so we reach for food as a way to comfort ourselves. And when we find those really amazing ways to cope, then the need for the food that we're addicted to just sort of falls away instead of it being a forced thing. And that's why the book's called Becoming Sugar-Free, because instead of it being like, I quit sugar now, the whole (laughs) idea is a gentle approach, but you can take it at your own pace. I love that. Yeah. So I'm sure there's so many women that are listening. I mean, myself as well, that can relate where when you start to bring in more of the good stuff, you naturally start to crave more of the good stuff, you know, more of the good food, more of the good nutrition. And yeah, like it just becomes this natural progression to letting you know, letting those foods go and letting the processed foods go and things like that. So, so I'm curious, cause I know you've had your own health journey and I've had you on the podcast way back when I was first starting. So I'd love to dive in a little bit deeper in terms of like what you were really feeling symptomatically, like what was showing up for you? Thank you. Yeah. Well, when I had a full fledged disordered eating relationship, I had terrible self-esteem issues. So I had a lot of negative self-talk and it manifested literally like a voice in my head that would tell me I'm stupid on a regular basis. So it was so sweet of you when you introduced me the way you did, because I think my whole life I've been trying to prove that I'm smart because I haven't felt smart. And that was one of the big pieces of healing is as I as I broke up with sugar and sorted out my neurochemistry imbalance, I actually could focus because I have actually been diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And that's so exacerbated with sugar. So my parents figured this out when I was seven years old, you know, they figured out that I was totally intolerant to sugar and red dye and artificial preservatives like BHT and MSG, those sort of things really cause my brain a lot of inflammation. And in that place, that's where my acting out, you know, a lot of tears, a lot of upset, a lot of extreme energy where I just, I was a whirling dervish. I couldn't be held down. (laughs) And now that I have really let go of all those things, I can settle and focus. So back in the day, I know you were asking about my symptoms, so let's focus in here. <laughs> it's all my good. symptoms <laughs> included acne and weight gain and a tremendous amount of hormonal imbalance. PMS that was so bad, I could punch somebody when I was really in that For sure. State. We've all been there. Yeah. yeah. And then I also had uh, real menstrual problems, a lot of inflammation there. And I also had a tremendous amount of just inability to cope. So I had a very short fuse with people, which was very disconcerting and just horrible issue with trying to focus and read. So writing anything would take forever. And I think the other one that I would have to say is it exacerbated my digestive problems. So I ended up with a lot of, I really feel that I got severe food poisoning in Thailand and nearly died in part because I had 
a 15-year relationship with extreme carbs that set up the wrong microbiome. Because I remember actually someone else ate the same pad thai that I did, and they didn't end up in the hospital. So it really spoke to the fact that because I didn't have good digestive juices, I ended up not being able to kill off that terrible bacterial infection. And that's why I ended up with near-death food poisoning. So it really speaks to your digestive system has to be strong. And in a state of constant sugar, it breaks down. For sure. So I love how you mentioned how it was impacting your brain. And I feel like a lot of people don't really see that connection, like how it can actually impact mental health. And we obviously have a really big mental health crisis right now with all of the things that are going on in the world, but sugar is something that could really escalate that. And I feel like a lot of people recognize, oh yeah, like I eat too much sugar, I gain weight. I eat too much sugar and I'm moody or I'm irritable, but they don't really understand that connection with like, how is this really impacting my mental health? So I'd love if you can kind of break that down a little bit. Absolutely. So when we have an increase in sugar, it turns out that we produce a tremendous amount of uric acid. And what's interesting is uric acid drives gout. We know it drives joint pain, but they're now understanding that it actually also drives mental illness. So there's a direct connection so much so that I could send you this study if you want the direct link for your show notes, but it drives bipolar disorder. So unbelievable that we're seeing that kind of outburst, that sort of unbelievable inability to cope with our emotions and lashing out is in fact the fact that we are messing with our neurochemistry directly, which is trippy. Also from a depression standpoint, with the brain inflammation, we're now realizing there's such a direct connect to depression and anxiety. And I have countless examples of people having their anxiety disappear as we work on the gut. So when people come to see me, they're often coming because I really focus on gut health, being an anti-inflammatory nutritionist, they're here to work on their IBS, but they don't really realize that the side benefit is going to be that their anxiety disappears. So we see um, a tremendous amount of anxiety because let's face it, our microbiome is like parking spaces on the microvilli And then when they're filled up with yeast and negative bacteria, there's a lot of teeth grinding and anxiety and frustration. Mm -hmm. And as those get filled up with good bacteria, the person just calms right down. And I'm really thinking of one client in particular who had just paralyzing anxiety to the point where she couldn't even let herself go to school. She couldn't really manage her life because she was having her anxiety keep her almost housebound. And then after six months of being on the anti-inflammatory foods and really focusing on letting go of sugar, happy-go-lucky, went back to school, got her her license to be a real estate agent, and her entire life has blossomed. And her finances have gone from just so poor to absolutely spectacular. And she really attributes it to, in part, getting her anxiety under control with anti-inflammatory food. I love that. That's such a great story. Yeah. And I know you have lots of amazing testimonials and client stories like that. Yeah. It's so amazing to watch that transformation process with clients. It's really such a beautiful thing to witness. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to break down, like when we're talking about sugar, what do we actually mean? Because I also think a lot of people think like 
cookies and cakes and treats and candies. Like, sure, that's part of it, but there's also a lot more to it. So maybe let's break that down. Yeah, I really think it's important for people to know that we're not just talking about refined sugar, but please know that you can have sweetness in life because a lot of people start to just think, oh my gosh, it's too overwhelming. I can't break up with sugar because I couldn't live without sweet. But there's so many places to get sweet. What we're really talking about in the slow breakup, that first initial step is just getting off white refined sugar and corn syrup. But sugar has many names. That's the trouble is in the book, I give a huge description of all the different names for sugar. And, you know, those would include the cane syrup, the uh, beet juice crystals. Like there's so many of those hidden names that sugar can be nestled under. So anything that ends in O's is technically a sugar. So it's so important for us to look for glucose, fructose. Yeah. yeah, All those O's. Yeah. Yeah. And then beyond that, it's now a negotiable if it's naturally occurring. Because fruit, for example, all the sugars are bound in a fiber matrix that is trickled to you so slowly that we don't end up with an insulin spike, which is why I'm so happy to say that there's some delicious fruit-based recipes in the book, because I did want people to have some level of of sweetness without insulin, without a sharp insulin rise, right? Because that's where we have hormonal imbalance is coming from that sharp insulin increase. Oh, totally. Yeah. I definitely want to dive into that. And it's just been so fascinating as you know, because I'm lucky I get to see you all the time because we don't live far from each other. Yeah, it's great. um, And you're here and I love it every week and training with Gaytan. And it's just so great that I get to see you. And I've been wearing my continuous glucose monitor, as you know. So I've been tracking that and it's just, it's been fascinating. And you learned so much about yourself. And I remember when you were here the other day, I was saying how like the time it spiked the most was like when I came out of the sauna and, you know, that was like the highest spike really that I had. And I should probably share with you too, that we had Thai food the other night and it was 930 at night, which is so rare because I never eat that late. It was just one of those days. And, you know, this is a place that does like gluten-free, dairy-free, they use coconut sugar. So you think like, okay, well, you know, good ingredients, like better ingredients. I was still eating like lots of broccoli and chicken in my green curry and my spike, it was insane. Like I probably average around that, like high fours to like low fives. It went to 8.1 after that meal, two two hours after that meal. It was insane. Wow. Yeah. And it goes to show you like, sure. Okay. I had some white rice, but I didn't have like a ton of it. And it goes to show you like the sauce is probably loaded with so much sugar. So it's yes. just, it's so interesting. I yeah. want to break this down because it makes me so excited to yes. talk about it. And I, I love, love that you're wearing a glucose monitor because it is life-changing to know what your personal triggers are. So for you, yeah. you might be very intolerant to rice and yes. that might be really specifically your spike or those lovely Thai noodles that are rice-based might be really one of the big ones for you. And that's yeah. why I'm a huge fan of glucose monitoring because what is going to spike you will not spike Gaitan vice versa, right? It's so Mm -hmm. annoying. (laughs) I know. We have to remember that very muscular people 
are so lucky because they have a glucose sink in their muscles. Their muscles actually are able to receive sugar so quickly that they almost never have a spike. So my husband, he almost looks like a hypoglycemic because he has a flat line, low four all the time, time. (laughs) mid threes to low fours all the time. That is his normal. And it's so good because it means that he probably will never develop that type two diabetes that drives heart disease and dementia and things like that. So great for Catan, but for you and I, we have to be so much more careful (laughs) and of course I can get to nine as well. Totally. And like, it's so different, obviously for men and women and cycles and, you know, of course that plays a big role in it Mm -hmm. too, but yeah, it is so annoying watching his <laughs> glucose just basically stay completely leveled and barely budge. Yeah, right. It so really that means. that it does say yay strength train. Of like, course, you know, I'm so happy that he's my coach because he's taught me how to build muscle and building muscle as we approach 50 is like the most important thing we can possibly do. It is because if you become this wonderful your metabolism stays nice and strong versus so many people as we age, our metabolism takes a dumpster dive as we develop sarcopenia or muscle wasting, which is so sad. It is. It totally Mm -hmm. is. And then also before we dive into the hormone chat, Yes. I mean, you were mentioning to me like how interesting it was after using the sauna and like probably cortisol was playing a role there. So let's dive a little bit into that and and share what's happening there because somebody might think like, oh my God, I I can't, I shouldn't use the sauna because my blood sugar. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. I was just mentioning that when we get into a sauna, it is eliciting a stress response. And so whenever we have stress, our cortisol will go up and that will actually pull blood sugar up a bit because in nature for our 200,000 years of evolution, when we have a stress response, our cortisol goes up in order to have blood sugar available to run away from the bear or the lion. And that's why stress responses will raise our blood sugar just slightly, but it's not like it was off the chart. Like when you had your pad tie, it was just, whoa, I noticed I noticed that it does go up. So that is one thing to keep in mind is that stress will play a huge role in your inability to handle sugar. And that's why it's so great when we embrace a lower carb or lower insulin response menu, we're going to have a greater ability to kind of buffer our stress. And also really interesting when you mentioned you ate your pad thai late because melatonin actually trumps insulin sensitivity. And now that we know that through the work of Dr. Panda, I love that his name's Dr. Panda, it's easy to remember. (laughs) Dr. Sachin Panda did the work on the circadian rhythm and realized that melatonin will actually limit our insulin's ability to do its job and get rid of sugars. So any food we eat at night will end up causing tremendous high blood sugars, which ages you at night. Mm. That's why I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting at night not in the morning. Cause you know, you and I have delicate thyroids, yes. but at night we can certainly cut off the food around seven o'clock ideally. Awesome. Okay. Oh my God. There's so much to dive into here. So let's chat about hormones. We'll definitely dive into the intermittent fasting talk for sure. And mm. specifically with hormones. I mean, obviously we know there's so many areas that are impacted here. You mentioned that sugar plays a role with, or how you experience issues with your cycle and your period pain and things like that. Right. And I'm sure that's 
the case for many women, you know, our adrenals play a role here. Thyroid, like so many things become impacted. Insulin is just such like a master hormone and it can affect so much in our body. So let's just break that down a little bit. And maybe you Mm -hmm. can really just explain like the impact that insulin really has on our hormonal health. Yes. So insulin, when we eat a lot of sugar, we're going to have our insulin spike and often overshoot creating hypoglycemic reactions that drive massive cravings. So it's so interesting when we have that over response of insulin, because sugar should be held in a fiber fat protein matrix, it was never alone in nature. So when that's stripped away, and it's just refined, that's why we see an overproduction of insulin. And that overproduction will drive blood sugar down so low that people end up feeling very disoriented. It's interesting that our brain is only 2% of our body weight, but actually takes 20% of our caloric needs. Wow! And that is just such a driver of I need sugar now. So if you are hearing these cravings, like eat sugar right now, or eat flour. That's the thing we have to remember flour becomes sugar in our mouth. As you notice with the pad thai, right? That rice noodle or that white rice became sugar right in your mouth within a couple chews. Almalase, our digestive enzymes will break it down into those simple sugars. And once that insulin is too high, it's actually going to disrupt our ovulation, which is such a bummer. And this reduces the creation of progesterone, which is going to lead to estrogen dominance. And it's going to shorten the end of our cycle, which can be so problematic for women who are in perimenopause. So we often see those shorter cycles when ladies have, you know, a 21 to 26 day cycle instead of that nice long 28 days, they're really needing to pay attention to sugar is one of the big things to allow the progesterone to see the light of day and have it be the focus. The other one is insulin actually drives testosterone in women. It actually does not drive it in men, which is really hard for men because men need more testosterone. For sure. But for women, it drives testosterone, which is going to create facial hair, which is going to drive yes. acne production, which is going to create more PCOS, as you know, and just do a dreadful job of ratcheting up premenstrual syndrome, where people are anxious, angry, blowing up at their loved ones, totally. <laughs> creating a lot of hormonal havoc, which is really upsetting. So I think that's one of the biggest people, biggest reasons to get off sugar for young people is the androgen production from high insulin is driving terrible skin problems. So we'll Mm -hmm. see a lot of acne with people who have high insulin. For sure. And then what are your thoughts? It's just a random question. Like for those who are still consuming dairy, like milk Mm. specifically, because there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of sugar in there. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because a lot of people don't realize that it's a double sugar. So lactose is galactose and glucose glued together and you need that lactase to split it. But a ton of people, especially if you're from African heritage, Asian heritage, you actually do not have the digestive enzyme to split lactose into the galactose and glucose. So it's causing massive digestive havoc. So maybe if you're living in like, if you're from, if you have that lovely genetic heritage from like Sweden and, and Holland and like that part of the world, you might be lucky enough to still have high lactase production as an adult. But I know for myself, no way. And then the, you know, the casein in dairy creating a right. lot of mimicry 
where a lot of people end up with thyroid imbalances as a result of dairy. So if we are going to eat dairy, we want to make sure that all that lactose is broken down. So it's not disruptive, but from a sugar perspective, I see that so often where people don't realize how much sugar is in their yogurt or their morning cereal, that dairy choice first thing in the morning, just spiking their personal blood sugar. So we do really have to watch, like if you read the labels on some of these breakfast items, (laughs) we'll have an orange juice and then we'll have a yogurt and then we'll have a cereal. And some people are having 40 teaspoons of sugar in their day and they have no idea all the invisible places that they're finding it, all those secret little places. Totally. Ladies, I quickly want to interrupt this episode and remind you about the 20% discount that you can use over at eatenhemp.com. The coupon code is healthy hormones, and that will save you 20% off site-wide. They've got their delicious organic superfood bites, their organic hemp hearts, as well as their toasted super seeds. I love all of their products so much. And if you're looking for something that's gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, has those amazing anti-inflammatory omega-3s in there and some delicious protein and fiber. Hemp is always my go-to. I love adding the hemp hearts to a salad. The toasted super seeds come in a Himalayan pink salt flavor as well as maple cinnamon. And I love to add those on top of my smoothie. I'm all about the crunch. So when I'm sipping on my smoothie and I can get a little crunch of those toasted super seeds, they're so, so good. And then of course you can add hemp hearts into your smoothie to get that extra protein, that extra fiber, and those really good omegas. And hemp is so anti-inflammatory, but it's also very hypoallergenic, which is really, really great because a lot of people can react to a lot of different nuts and a lot of different seeds. And that's very rare to find with hemp seeds and hemp hearts. So definitely check out their products. And there's four delicious flavors to their organic superfood bites. If you're looking for something low sugar and delicious to snack on, Eaton Hemp is the website, E-A-T-O-N-H-E-M-P.com. Coupon code is healthy hormones to save 20% off. Okay, let's chat intermittent fasting because you mentioned doing that more so at night and also being conscious of that with a thyroid in the morning. And I know that you have quite the intermittent fasting streak. You've been tracking this for so long. It's awesome. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So I've actually been intermittent fasting uh, for 1250 days now. And I love it. I love it. It makes me so happy because I've healed. I've truly healed the last of my digestive woes by taking a break from food, just a moderate 14 hours a day. So I'm not a big 16 hour a day girl. I can do that, but I highly recommend like switch it up because that allows your metabolism to keep guessing And that adaptability, that flexibility is crucial. So I I just stop eating around seven o'clock and then I don't start eating until about nine o'clock the next morning. And that's the sweet spot because if you, if you do not eat at all in the morning, that's when you also have that cortisol spike, right? Which is going to drive some potential fat apron around your middle. Because if your cortisol is high, then unfortunately, you're always having a tough time getting into your fat burning mode. So I would love to talk about the opposing hormones for a second. Yeah, let's do that. 
Yeah. So when we are having our insulin high, insulin is made by the beta cells of the pancreas, and you're not allowed to express your fat burning hormone, which is called glucagon. So we need to make sure that we rest insulin so we can switch gears and have our glucagon have a moment where it can truly switch on the ability to turn our fat back into usable fuel. So that's why I just love resting my system as much as I can. And that's what's allowed me to actually get back to my high school weight, because I'm not going to lie through my forties, I, I kind of was, you know, putting on a few pounds as, as people do. And by the time I was approaching my 50th year, I was starting to get really scared. I'm like, oh no, am I one of these people that's going to have menopausal weight gain? And then but through the intermittent fasting and really focusing on low sugar and a low starch menu, I am so happy now. And then putting in the weight training is like the magic combination. And now I just feel so much stronger and happier at 51. I can't believe I'm Amazing. saying that out loud. And you don't uh, that look was, it at all. Thank you, darling. You're very kind. <laughs> very kind. But just so nice to to see, I feel like I'm aging in reverse because I felt very old at 30 because I had so much hormonal disharmony. So please know it can get better. Anyone who's out there listening, you can feel good and and feel stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And just like, you know, as we age on, unfortunately in, in our, you know, forties and sort of that midlife, we just can't tolerate sugar the way we did when we were in our twenties, we just can't, you know, our bodies hormonally have changed so much that we really have to start paying attention to that sugar load. And also the movement, like you said, and the exercise, like it's so key. If you didn't really care about it before, now is the time in your forties to really, really start making that a priority. Yeah. I find it so fascinating that we have kind of a free pass to a certain extent until we wear out our insulin receptors. And that's really where we now have to do the repair on the hormone receptors so that insulin can work appropriately again. And then we can drive metabolism and get, yeah, get back into a place where we feel solid. Yeah, absolutely. And so you mentioned specifically with thyroid health, how it's better to intermittent fast in the evening versus, you know, having this like kind of big chunk in your morning of fasting. Why do you suggest that? It's because when we fast in the morning, we are actually running on cortisol because our cortisol is a way of saying, okay, listen, there's no food. We better go into fight or flight because we better go looking for food. Now we have to go into hunt mode. Yes. (laughs) So now we're in the stress response. And that's why we, people often feel good on a coffee first thing in the morning, because all of a sudden they go into fight or flight. They've got a lot of adrenaline and they have fake energy that carries them through their morning. And then they're exhausted by the afternoon where I do find if I break my fast, you know, at nine or 10 and I feel solid, you've got that authentic energy, especially if it's a fat fueled breakfast. So I do more protein and fat and veggies first thing in the morning. I very rarely ever have an insulin spiking carb first thing, because I want to stay in fat burning because totally. I've just come off a fast. So now my body's making some ketones. Yep. So I might as well keep going with making ketones 
till about lunch. And then I do like having some carbs in the afternoon because I want to sleep well. Those carbs are going to help us fuel our melatonin production. Ah, Good point there. Yes. And ladies who are dealing with thyroid issues and Julie and I know this very well, (laughs) your adrenals play a really big role with your thyroid. They connect, they speak to each other. So if you've got issues going on with cortisol first thing in the morning, you are going to lower those thyroid hormones. Yeah. So I love, love that you focus on that. Thank goodness with your adrenal reset, like good on you. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. So let's chat about aging because you mentioned that. Yes. And we can do it gracefully. So how sugar plays a role with aging? Yes. I would love to share about that because it turns out that sugar truly ages you creates something called advanced glycation end products. I find it so interesting that the acronym is literally age. Age. I love that. I I love that. Right. Totally. So it turns out that women who eat a high carb meal have been proven to seriously age their skin faster. There's a really great study here that women who eat high carb foods see more wrinkles than people who eat a high protein, high fat menu. So I thought that was really cool that we're now seeing in that even in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. So how does sugar age you? Let's just go top to tail. Okay. It actually ages the lenses in your eyes causing cataracts. It ages your joints substantially. So we end up with arthritis. It ages our skin. It cross links our actual collagen in our skin, causing deep wrinkles and skin tags. Actually, if you've got very high blood sugar, you'll end up with quite a few skin tags. Right. You also end up with your kidneys aging. So you destroy your nephron function. And that's why so many diabetics end up having to have a kidney transplant. So we don't want to break those little glass. Think of it like a light bulb. That's what's happening millions of times in your kidneys. So the sugars will actually destroy the ability for those nephrons to do their job and filter your blood correctly. So there's everywhere from top to tail, this aging is happening, this advanced glycation end products where the sugars attack the outside of the cells, causing miscommunication and inflammation. Mm -hmm. And that's why sugar is the most inflammatory substance of all. If we can keep our blood sugar level, then we just slow down aging. And if we double that with resting our digestive system with intermittent fasting, I believe that that is the key And we'll see, right? Like I'm on a grand experiment right now. I plan on trying to intermittent fast for the rest of my life. And we'll see. Well, we won't know till we hit a hundred who won the bet. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay. Let's talk about some tips to actually balance your blood sugar, like what that really means and, and what that really looks like. Obviously, you know, intermittent fasting can be really helpful, the obvious of just cutting out the sugar. And I I get that, (laughs) but like really when it comes to our meals, like what what are we really looking for? We're looking to bind up sugar in fiber, like a crossing guard, crossing a child across the street. (laughs) It will run amok and do whatever it wants, unless it has that crossing guard of fiber. So you want to bind it back up into its fiber matrix. And you also want to put lots of protein and fats with it because we know we slow that food down so it doesn't have a sharp insulin spike when it's bound. So that's my big thing is I I love to consider 
that how can I interfere with sugar's wrath? And uh, <laughs> the fiber I choose is I love psyllium husks. That's why there's a lot of that in my bread. You'll notice my bread is a lot spongier and holds together better than other gluten-free and grain-free recipes because there's a tremendous amount of loft and sort of gluten type qualities when we put back in that much psyllium. Awesome. And then using flax and chia seeds, again, more of that soluble fiber. And it's the soluble fiber that's been shown to truly trap sugars well and slow them right the heck down. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. So fiber is where it's at. Fiber is where it's at. And then yeah. of course, uh, protein is helpful because it's so satiating and yes. hormone balancing. So my favorite hormone balancing hack is pumpkin seeds and hemp hearts, mm -hmm. because I love their plant sources that are high in tyrosine, which is one of our most important amino acids for thyroid health. So I really love the crunch of popped pumpkin seeds is actually my favorite snack right now. Have you been catching on to these new pumpkin seeds that are popped? No. Yeah. They're so delicious. I should, I'll drop you off the bag next okay. time I'm at your house. <laughs> I love them. Look for salted popped pumpkin seeds. They're oh, so nummy. Yum. Okay. Those are probably be delicious on a salad too. Yeah, yeah. I definitely need Ooh. to check that out. Okay. That sounds delicious. A lot of yes. people have cheap Chinese pumpkin seeds that are bitter and stale. Make sure to go for Austrian pumpkin yes. seeds. And thank goodness we found them grown here in Ontario. So it's so fun that they're extremely local, like they're so within good. the hundred mile diet. And the yeah. pumpkin seed oil. Oh my God. It tastes like peanut butter. Literally. It's so good. It's so good for our hormones and high in plant sterols yes. for the, all those people who are scared of their immune system, having problems, the plant sterols of pumpkin seeds and hemp hearts are incredible for stabilizing our, our immune system. So it doesn't overreact. So we right. don't end up with very high histamine response and having really dreadful respiratory infections to be named unnamed. Yeah. <laughs> I love can't that. talk about it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to have a moment of like how interesting that we can't talk about how to boost the immune system anymore on social media. So it we give it to so you wild. in subtle ways here yes. on this podcast, planting <laughs> little seeds here and there. I know it, yeah. it just baffles yeah. me. Seriously. It is so wild. Mm -hmm. So for somebody who wants to come off of sugar, mm -hmm. you don't typically recommend cold turkey. Like your book says, becoming sugar-free, like you mentioned earlier. <laughs> so yeah, I like, have two ways to go. Are, yeah, you a, are you a jump into the cold water kind of person? Are you stick your toe in and let that acclimatize kind of person, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. And it can yeah. depend on, it can, for me personally, it can depend yeah. on the day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So instead of saying there's a hard and fast rule, we want to avoid diet mentality because when we go on a diet, then we fail at that. And then we right. feel like it was worthless and we gain weight back. So I'm all about the live it. I'm all about like individualize it, never follow a harsh menu plan. That's why I actually made sure there's no menu plan in this book, because I want people to have their own choices daily of what works for them. And it changes minute by minute. 
So my big philosophy is, okay, are you ready to let go of caloric sweeteners or do you have a very serious health issue? If you have profound autoimmunity, if you have a brain injury, if you have cancer, if you have like serious, serious problems with inflammation where your digestive system's falling apart, then we might want to fast track breaking up with sugar. Totally. And therefore we will focus on non-caloric sweeteners like stevia and monk fruit. But if you are in fact ready, if you're feeling like, you know what, I'm good, I I feel great, I just want to feel better and and reduce my aging, or I have a child that breaking up with all sugars is inappropriate, then we would want to have all the other 25 alternative sweeteners that I know, you know, you're one of the best bakers I know, and using lacuma and using dates and using our wonderful mesquite flour and using tiger nuts and using all these fun options that are so good to get to know. And I think that's what sets the book apart is that there's 25 different, very detailed sweeteners that goes into the science. And then I have this master chart that distills all that information into one place. So at a glance, you can go, Oh, that is a low glycemic sweetener that shouldn't spike my blood sugar. This is how I substitute sugar with it. Yeah. Brilliant. Very easy. That's so, so good. Okay. So let's talk more about the book. It is right in front of me right now, ladies, and it is seriously beautiful. And I can't wait to dive into your recipes here. They're so amazing. Take us through your book. Uh So at the beginning, I want to help you understand the science. We've really talked a lot about that here on the podcast. And then we're getting into, well, first, actually, I really encourage people to go check out my quiz becomingsugarfree.com, you can fill out a quiz that'll help you understand what's your level of sensitivity to sugar. Are you potentially intolerant? Are you potentially addicted to sugar? So I have a really great thing that just takes like five minutes max to fill out. So I highly recommend that. And then we go into all the different types of sweeteners, how to use them. And then we get into the plan to break up with it. And then chapter four is the emotional chapter, which was my favorite to write. Because quite frankly, I understand being a former sugar addict and really having a dysfunctional relationship with food that we need to psych ourselves up, get into the right headspace, learn to change our state in other ways besides food and get high vibe so that we do not need sugar. And that's where healing our emotional connection to food is a huge piece of it. And then I dive into those delicious recipes. And a lot of people think it's a dessert book. It's not. There's a lot of really savory foods that have live ingredients in them that actually crush your cravings. Like artichoke dip is one of my favorites because artichokes crush your cravings. I saw that recipe and I was like, this is the first thing I think I'm going to make because I love artichoke like dip. Oh my God. That looks so good. Yeah. Really numb. Really numb. (laughs) Well, for our next, our next gathering, I'll have to bring it. (laughs) You will have to bring that. Yes. (laughs) That is going to be what I request for sure. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. And it's true. It's not just like a dessert book. No, there's so many great savory and sweet recipes, which is great because if you're looking for that sweet dessert alternative, you have it in there. And then if you're looking for the ways to eat throughout the day and balance your blood sugar, you also have that in there too, which is really great. Yeah. And the wraps and the crackers and the bread, like I wanted to make a bread that has not been made because quite frankly, a lot of grain-free breads are the same recipe. So I was like, okay, I'm going into the lab and I'm going to make a bread that has not been made yet. And Mm -hmm. I really love this one because it's made with sunflower seed flour 
which I don't know why it was in our blind spot, but it's the cheapest way to make a grain-free flour oh, and taste delicious. And when you make it with the psyllium husk, it'll blow your mind that that combination tastes like real bread instead of it being like a bunch of nuts that you're like, so heavy. Right. This is like really delicious and toasts beautifully. Ooh, I'm going to have to make that one too. All right. Sounds delicious. Well, thank you so much for all your expertise and your amazingness today. Where can our audience connect with you and find you? Well, becomingsugarfree.com takes you straight to the book page. Of course, I'm at Julie Daniluk on all forms of social media, which is D-A-N-I-L-U-K. And I'm just so stoked for people to try on the quiz and get into the world of becoming sugar-free. And there's a lot of great free resources on my website, which is juliedanluck.com. So come on over and enjoy. And when you buy the book, come back and get the book bonuses because we have a lovely book bonus page with extras that are not available anywhere else. Amazing. That's so fantastic. Great. Well, we will be sure to put all of that in our show notes. And I do encourage everybody to go follow you on Instagram because- you post really fantastic information there as well and great recipes and, and all the goodies are there too. Well, thank you so, so much for being with us today. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for creating the, the sandbox that we all get to play in because you've created such an incredible podcast and is oh, rocketed to such great success because you are so authentic and funny and amazing and, and resourceful and that intelligence just shines through. That's why everyone's attracted to it. So Aww, thank you, so Samantha. Sweet. Thank you, Julie. I love you. I love you. I'm so thank glad you. we did this. <laughs> yes, me really too. Sweet. I'm so excited. It's going to help so many people, which is why we're here. So thank okay. you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies, for tuning in today. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Julie Daniluk. Be sure to check out her newest book, Becoming Sugar Free. Head on over to becomingsugarfree.com and you can grab the book and you can also grab some amazing book bonuses that she has available. It really is a fantastic book, fully loaded with so much information. And if you're looking for some strategies and support to truly break up with sugar, then this is going to be an amazing resource for you. If you haven't left us a rating and a review, you can do so on any podcast platform that you listen to us on. It really helps our show reach more women, help more women, and that's what we're really here to do. Thanks so much for being with us today. I look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. If you follow me at Holistic Wellness Foodie, then say hi, connect with me, let me know what you're up to, if there's any recipes of mine that you're cooking up or maybe you are going through our adrenal reset program. I always love to connect and hear from you. So don't hesitate to reach out. All right. Well, enjoy your day and I'll connect with you next week. Take care. Oh.